Welcome to Adulting, a podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to this week's episode of Adulting. I am Miranda Marquette, and I am here today with Harlan Landis. How are you doing today, Harlan? I'm doing good. Thanks, Miranda. How are you? I'm doing pretty okay. All right, then. Yeah, so I, I live about half a mile from my parents, which hmm. can be interesting sometimes. <laughs> but you've actually lived with your, your dad in your adult life as well, right? Uh, I did. It's questionable whether you can call me an adult at the time, but I did go back a few times to live with my father, first right out of college or a little bit out of college. And then again, when I found myself in real financial trouble, luckily, the option was available for me to move in with my father, who had just moved in with his long-term girlfriend at the time. So it was an awkward situation all around. I'm thankful that I had that option available to me, that's for sure. We love our parents, and we're happy they can help us. And I, I mean, I love living half a mile from my parents. It's great mm-hmm. to have them there. It's good for my son. How often do you see them? At least once a week. Wow. Uh, okay. Sometimes more. Sometimes my dad just sort of shows up because he's retired now, which is cool. And But sometimes he does just sort of show up. And, you know, we love our parents. It's great. But sometimes it's hard because to your parents, you're always their their little sunshine or or, or maybe not. Maybe you're, the, you're their little screw up, whatever. But it's hard, right? Because yeah. sometimes they still act like you're a kid or they're up in your business all the time. And that can be a problem. There's a number of reasons for it, I think. I think part of it is that they want to see you do well and they want to help you do well and provide all the opportunities for you, even though you're you're an adult now, so you should be handling some of that yourself. And sometimes they just don't approve and want to get involved and set yourself straight. So yeah, what does Psych Central say about this? Narcissistic parent syndrome? <laughs> yeah, I don't actually think that most parents that are kind of infantilizing their children are narcissistic. But I think some of the things that you find in the Psych Central article uh, are kind of problematic in terms of falling into this trap and then the way it kind of stunts your own development. If you let your parents treat you like you're still a child or if, you know, you're always, you know, looking to them and it's, I mean, you do, it's a fine line. You do want to get some help and advice sometimes, but it can be dangerous to let your parents treat you like you're still a child because first of all, it's harder to learn to adult and handle your own business, right? We're trying to be adults. <laughs> so, so it's hard to, to handle your own business when your parents are always doing it for you or you're letting them do it for you. You can also end up with a sense of entitlements because you know somebody's always doing something for you, it can make it harder for you to make decisions, and it can strain your relationship, especially if it can be you know strain your relationships with other people, especially with your significant other, if you give your parents more say over your life together. Yeah, it's a question of how involved should parents be, and you know this is a question that is culturally defined as well, because in some cultures, it is normal for parents to be involved with their adult children. And if they, if the whole family is living together, then that's so much easier for that to happen. As in today, in typical American culture, we want our adult children to go off and be capable on their own, whether it's the whole failure to launch issue or not. There's so many ways for parents to just stay involved. But the bottom line is that we let them. 
And there's always a choice. You can draw the line if it is starting to affect your relationships and if it's starting to affect your well-being as well. It's not like you have to like completely cut your parents off. We're not talking about like an either-or situation where you never get advice or you never get help. I mean, you know, I'm always grateful to get some help from my parents. They've helped me out of some sticky situations. But I do think that, you know, that balance, like you said, if it's starting to cause harm to others or cause harm to yourself or to other situations, or if it's stunting your own ability to become your own person or even become an, a functioning adult, then that's when you kind of have problems. Yeah. And there's, there's a fine line between the idea of getting help from your parents when you need it and them being involved in your decision making. And, you know, that, that help takes the form of them making decisions for you or pushing you in one direction that when you're not looking for guidance, you don't want to be pushed in a certain direction or another. And it's typical for parents to want to do that. They want to see what they feel is the best for everybody. Often. Oh, yeah, definitely. I like to go and use my parents as sounding boards, kind of, you know, work some stuff out. Here are some ideas that I have for what I might want to do. And that helps a lot. But when push comes to shove, you know, I'm the one who's making the decisions about my life and how I parent my child. And in the end, you know, they don't get to tell me what to do. They can help me and I, they can give me some good advice. But at the same time, you know, I make that ultimate decision. Right. So what types of boundaries do you believe that we can look to set between ourselves and our parents? Some of the boundaries that you kind of set, especially with your parents, is like parenting your own children, right? <laughs> we all have our parenting styles. You know, I don't have any well, children. Those of, us, those of us who have children have our parenting styles. <laughs> but yeah, when it comes to parenting your children, you know, parents sometimes are like, oh, well, you should obviously raise them the way you were raised. Well, maybe there were some things that maybe could have been done differently. Or just the way we do things. You know, one of the things that I do appreciate about my mother is that, you know, if we're over, if the grandchildren are over there and we're all over there having a family function and one of the kids comes up and asks if they can have some candy or some other like junk food, she says, well, sure, if your mom says it's okay. And then make sure that it's okay. She doesn't just like throw a bunch of sugar at her grandchildren and then send them home where we have to deal with it. She respects the fact that maybe we're tired of them eating marshmallows and maybe they've had 10 marshmallows and they don't need 15. So, I mean, she respects that. And so I like that. Other things is, you know, relationships with your significant other. You don't want your parents getting involved in those fights. Also, relationships with your partners. and uh, Maybe your parents have something to say about who you choose or, or the progress that you're making in your relationships. I know that this has been an issue in my life, and, and that, that's okay, Mom. That's okay, Dad. I, I understand what you're going for, and I, and I know that you want to see me happy and everything. So I kind of take my own pace and take my own approach to relationships. So that's something where I'm always happy to talk about it. Perhaps perhaps somebody isn't always willing to entertain the idea that they should approach their relationships the way that their parents want them to. My favorite is when you're going to get married again. <laughs> Are you dating anyone? <laughs> Why don't you bring them around to meet us? <laughs> that's, that's, that's always fun. 
And so there are other major life decisions that parents will play a role in. You know, some of these are okay when you are living under their roof and you're growing up and you're not quite an adult yet. I know parents will often set a college course for someone who's in high school and is looking to continue their education. And sometimes it'll be the parent's decision in terms of what they study. Now, once you're out of the house and out, you know, and grown up and you're living on your own and earning your own money, that's when you should have more of a say in the type of life you'd like to pursue when it comes to education and jobs and other big life decisions. Sometimes until you get to that point, you just have to understand that there are certain things that they do dictate, you know, the parents do dictate in your life. But once you're on your own, earning your own money and making your way, then you'll have a lot more leeway in in what you're able to do. And if and if the parents don't let go and allow you to make those decisions, you just have to get to the point where you're comfortable making that clear that you have something in mind that you'd like to do. And that's what you plan to pursue for better or worse. And then, of course, you have to live with the consequences of that. And consequences could be making the wrong choice and realizing it later and having to backtrack or just choose another path. Or, the you know, the depending on how things go with your relationship with your parents, uh, you know, the, the downstream effect is you could be affecting the relationship. And it's unfortunate, but you do have to weigh that when you determine how you're going to approach making these decisions without the blessing of your parents. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest struggles there is as you start making your own choices and everything else, you're not going to do stuff that your parents always approve of. I know that my current lifestyle choices are not, you know, my parents' favorite things. I'm fortunate in that they're pretty good about letting it go and, and letting me do my thing. To a certain degree, it does help when you have children because grandma and grandpa are not willing to risk the relationship in a way that that means they don't get to see their grandchildren, which is helpful uh, in some ways. I, not that I hold my son hostage, and I would never do that. But mm. at the same time, going you know, to say my, that sounds a little manipulative. <laughs> no, no. But I think that that's something that's in the back of their mind that they want to retain good relationships with everybody all around, and they realize too that they can't make decisions for me. And they have both on separate occasions said, you know, maybe you should think about dot dot dot. And, you know, I've said, okay, well, thank you for that thought. You know, I'm just not sure I'm there yet. And then we move on and they don't mention it again. Mm. So, you know, they're, they're, into, they're, they're big into giving their two cents. But once they've given their two cents, they're pretty good about backing off, I guess is what I kind of mean. And so I think that that's, you know, that's not a bad way to approach things. No, it sounds like you're able to set a healthy boundary right now in that situation. And I think one of the keys to doing that is is staying positive and showing that you appreciate that they want what's best for you and that they are so invested in the choices that you're making and that they really care about you. And, and focus on those things instead of just saying, you know, get out of my face, get out of my life. I can do this myself. I don't need you. That will damage the relationship a lot quicker and a lot more certainly than just showing appreciation for what they're trying to do and, and how how much they care for you. And I, I think it's really important to recognize that and talk about that as you get into this idea of setting those boundaries. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a big thing. You don't have to be mean about it. You know, being an adult isn't about having like attitude and telling people to like get out of your face, as you say. 
It's it's also about, you know, being positive and being open and acknowledging that you do love each other and acknowledging that your parents do want what's best for you. But, you know, maybe you have a different idea of what's best for you. Yeah. And this is hard to do because sometimes you don't know until the situation arises, but it's good to be absolutely clear about what type of feedback or involvement is acceptable in your life and what isn't. This is something that you may not be able to form in words just yet because situations change and new things come up and you don't really know until it happens. But I think the more you can stop it right from the beginning when you see it happening and again, direct it in a positive way and direct them to being involved in a more positive way in a way that you are ready to accept them to be involved. The more you can do that right off the bat when you start to see something happening that you don't think will be a positive effect on your decision making or your relationships or whatever it happens to be, the easier it's going to be to respect each other and and make those boundaries happen. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things to think about is as you're doing this and and talking about, okay, what, you know, what is acceptable, what isn't, I, I like to use the example of like a significant other. And just if your parents are like complaining about your significant other, maybe you can just say, hey, I, you know, I would appreciate it if you didn't talk bad about my, my lover, my significant other, you know, because, you know, I really, I really like him and or her or whatever. And, and we want to, you know, I, I would really appreciate if you could refrain from criticizing them in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can also negotiate a little bit. Sure, if your parents are looking to influence you in one way, maybe there's something else that you can give them that will allow them to be satisfied without influencing you where you don't want them to be. So a consolation prize or a negotiation or something that will make them happy. And and a lot of this is about getting to the root of the problem. If they feel that they need to influence you, there is something that they see and a problem they're trying to solve. But maybe there's an underlying issue that's unrelated or something different that they're transferring onto this other issue. And just opening up and talking to them about why they're suggesting these things or why they want to influence you or why they don't trust you to make these decisions for yourself. Just opening up that conversation might help you get to the root of the issue. And then if you get to that, you might be able to find that there is something that you can offer them that will give them peace of mind so they can continue worrying about you from afar and you can continue living your life. Yeah, one of the most interesting things was for me, when I switched from being a physics major to communications, my parents were, you know, just appalled. <laughs> they were like, what are you doing? You know, why, you know, you've always wanted to do science. Why is this, you know, why are you doing this? And what can you do with a communications degree? I mean, they were just very concerned. And so I was like, well, what, what are we concerned about here? And they're like, well, you know, we, you know, we want you to be able to, you know, make a good living. And, and everything. And so, you know, they're like, what kinds of jobs can you do with communications degree? And actually sitting down and like you said, getting to the root of, you know, what they were concerned about, because they knew I would do well if I had a science degree, you know, they were concerned about how I would make money and support myself doing communications. And so being able to sit down and say, hey, you know, here are some of the job opportunities I have. Here are some of the ways I can take care of this because, 
you know, and, and then the other thing that really kind of like threw them a bone because of, you know, how I grew up and the conservative way I grew up was when I was like, and hey, by the way, if I do communications, it'll be easier for me to like do freelance stuff and work from home. <laughs> so, and then I could have, then I could have grandbabies for you. <laughs> and, and, uh, so that was, that was kind of, you know, not, not the foremost thing in my mind, but it was a really good bone to throw to my parents. Right. And I'm, I'm sure pointing out something that they will get out of you making your own decision will, you know, that, that just kind of makes it a lot easier, uh, a lot easier for them to swallow the pill that way. Oh, yeah, for sure. Another thing, too, was that the whole time I was married, and actually even now, we do Christmas at home, just my ex and my son and I. And we do Christmas just at home, and we've always done Christmas at home. And we're like, well, we'll come and visit you the day after Christmas and stay through New Year, but we're not coming, you know, we're not coming on Christmas. Like, Christmas is kind of our thing. But being able to exchange that and say, well, we'll come stay for more days if you let us come the day after Christmas. Uh, and then one year, of course, we were, you know, we were like, well, you're welcome to come here. You know, anybody can come here and hang with us, but we are not traveling anywhere. So making sure that our home was open if somebody wanted to stay with us. And then also saying, hey, if we come to visit you during the holidays, we'll stay longer if we come after Christmas and stay till New Year rather than coming for Christmas. If yeah, these negotiations really help you know, we're, we're always trying to find a way to give our parents what they want in some way, even if they don't always know what they want. Keeping everybody satisfied is a great way to, to work through these types of situations. In addition to that, just when you do approach the subject and you approach your parents with this idea of backing off just a little bit. It's good to not be confrontational. Don't load it all at the same time. And in fact, you might want to take some time and think about ahead of time, think about ahead of time what you'd like to say and what your goals are as well. That way you always come into the situation prepared, but not overly rehearsed. You don't want to sound like you're reading off something, you know, re reading off a paper or you practice too much. You should just be, be able to talk from the heart and explain to them how you feel about your relationship right now due to this involvement and just be fully aware of what you feel about it and how you can communicate what you feel about it. And the, the more you are practiced in just the art of communication, the better it's going to go. Yeah, for sure. I'm just wondering, Harlan, if you have ever had a situation where you've had to kind of set some boundaries. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm sharing all these like personal stories. I think it's time for you to share. I was a quote unquote good kid. I didn't really go against the rules. I, I did what I wanted to do and I was allowed to do what I wanted to do when I was young by my parents. You know, the things I wanted to do were generally good things. I mean, sure, I made a few mistakes. You know, I, I've been lucky that my parents have trusted me to mostly make decisions on my own. Yes, they would question sometimes and they'd suggest, but for the most part, I was given a lot of rope with which I could hang myself or just try to figure things out. Uh, there was one point I remember when, and it was a time when I was 
struggling, I think, with money and with, you know, jobs and that whole thing. You know, I I think there was one point where my father had said once, well, you know, I should never have let you go study music. You, you know, I should have encouraged you to study something else in college. You know, the, the fact remains that I really was free to set my own course, even from a pretty young age. You know, I was not rebellious or anything. I had a decent relationship with my parents. I never felt like I was being pressured into any sort of decision. I think both my parents still ask me about the progress of my relationship, and that will always be a thing. But I don't feel pressured to do anything because, you know, they want they want something. And, and of course, my mother has said, you know, when am I going to be a grandmother? I want to have grandchildren. And, you know, you're my, you're my only hope, which is not true. But th- these things do put a little bit of pressure, but I've dealt with it well so far, and I still kind of do what I want. So that's my situation. That's my story. Nice. (laughs) I like it. And I know both my parents are listening, so hi, Mom and Dad. I appreciate everything, and (laughs) I'm I'm glad that you've given, you know, you haven't pressured me, and you've given me the freedom to choose my life for the most part. I think that's important and is, you know, making sure, you know, and as a parent, you know, I'm running into that myself as, you know, how much do I step back? How much do I, you know, say what to do? You know, uh, how much am I guiding? And, you know, one of the things I, I did was during the second trimester of this past year, my son was, you know, he had struggled, he was falling behind, we'd had, he had been sick, and then we had been out of town. And so he had fallen behind his score. And I went down, I talked to all of his teachers, we got squared away. And I talked to him about communicating with his teachers and advocating for himself. And so then in the third trimester, um, when he started slipping in one of his classes, I said, well, now you know what you need to do as far as talking to your teachers. I'm not going to go in there and take over for you again. You need to go do it. And he did. Just trying to kind of find that balance where, okay, let's model some behavior and then try and step back. And I think we kind of need to do that with our own parents as well as just kind of model what kind of relationship we want to have with them and then hope that we can move forward with that. So what are just some of the things that we can do now to tell our parents to back off? One of the first things to do is sit down, self-reflection, and review what is bothering you about your parents. Like if, if you're feeling kind of resentful or, or whatever, sit down, okay, what what is bothering me? Are these things truly a, a, like? Are these things truly a breach of boundaries? So really, kind of think about it. Yeah, and of course, with thinking about it, we this you know we want to move on to an action rather than just thinking. So write it down. Write down the things that are bothering you. And of course, you're not going to show this list to them. This is totally private. This is for you. Write down everything that you feel is an intrusion by your parents on your life and think about why you feel it's an intrusion and what type of right that your parents believe they have to be intruding on these things. And this exercise, I hope, helps you not only understand yourself and why you are bothered by their intrusion, but I hope that it also opens up the possibility for you to understand more about them and their reasoning and what motivates them to be involved in your life at the level that they are. And I think it's really important to understand from other people's perspective as much as possible. 
Yeah, I think that's a really good point as part of this exercise to make sure that you're, you know, trying to put yourself in their shoes. And then next, once you're done with that, create a script for addressing one boundary with your parents. So we talked about preparing a script ahead of time. So now is the time to choose one of these boundaries and then go ahead and create a script for addressing it. Yeah, and creating a script means writing down, you know, you can start with the points that you want to address. And it doesn't have to be word for word, and you're not going to memorize this. You're just going to be comfortable with all the ideas that you want to express and writing it down and figuring out, well, how do I get from A to B when I'm talking about this? That really helps. And of course, creating a script means writing down a script. So whether you're typing it or writing it, whatever it is, it makes it real. It puts it into words, words that you're going to use. And it doesn't have to be verbatim. It just has to make sure it gives you the potential of understanding every point that you want to address and maybe maybe some word for word in terms of how how you think you'd best approach something with your parents but it doesn't have to be word for word and we do have a listener question says, my dad constantly grills me about my plans for work and when I'm going to stop with my nonprofit job and do something real. My mom keeps trying to pressure me into dating, even though I'm happy to be single right now. How do I get them to back off? Wow. Okay. So dad is focused on one thing. Mom's focused on another thing. And they're both, they're, they're both trying to get you to change your behavior in some way. So when it comes to work, if the nonprofit, if, if nonprofit job, if it, assuming you have it because you have some kind of passion that is fully realized through working for this nonprofit, and if you're making a living and you're comfortable, then there's no reason for you to entertain the idea to change your life. You know, we all want to please our parents and we all want to make sure that they are proud of us. But we have to also understand that if you are being successful, then that is something worthy of their pride. So maybe you need to communicate a little bit why you are focused on your job and why it is the right job for you and why you wouldn't be happy or successful or satisfied or anything else in whatever it is that your dad wants you to do. So that's one side of it. And that's just one idea. Uh, On your mom's side, uh, this is dating and this is typical. This is a huge thing that all parents want for their kids at some time or another. and, And that's to get into a relationship, to prioritize relationship above, say, working or spending time by yourself or whatever your other priorities are. And I think it comes down to everything we talked in this episode, just about communicating what it is that you want and why it is satisfying you. Or if you do want the same things that your parents are pressuring you into, I mean, that may not be the case right now. You say, you know, our listener says that he or she is happy single right now. You have to recognize that your desires might change down the road and it's okay to say, well, listen, this isn't the right time for me. Instead of saying, no, I'm not going to do this, stay out of my life, say, thank you for your concern. When it's the right time for me, then it's something that I'll think about. And if it's ever the right time for me, that's when I'll do this. So I I think it's important to just communicate just like we've been talking about this entire episode. Yeah. And I think ultimately our parents all want us to be, most of our parents want us to be happy and successful. And so if you can talk about, hey, this job means a lot to me, or I do feel like I'm doing something real and helping people 
with my nonprofit job, you know, maybe you can explain to them, you know, that you are happy on your path, and that you do feel like you're making a difference and doing what you want to do, like you said, thank them for their concern. Absolutely. So how do you deal with your parents? We would love to hear about it. So go to adulting.tv slash A83, and you can share some ideas on our website and find some resources for this episode. You could also go on Facebook in the hashtag adulting group and tell us all about what's going on with your parents, how you've been able to get them off your back. We would love to hear some stories. Or if you have any current issues with your parents, go ahead, air it all on Facebook. It's what everybody does anyway. So we would love to hear some suggestions from you. Yes. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher and Google Play. You can get all the episodes every week delivered right to your phone or your device of choice. Be sure to ask us questions. We love to hear from you and we will be answering your questions either in a blog post or in an episode or even in one of our live interviews with experts. So go ahead and do that. And until next time, remember to act like a grown up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Adulting.